What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 60 of the Lombard Trucking Show. I'm your host, Michael Lombard. I want to thank you for tuning in. We're nine episodes away from episode 69. Nice. But let's get right into it. So recently on TikTok, I made a video. I had stitched a video uh, from my friends over at What the Truck, which is a uh, podcast uh, content creation uh, sub whatever you want to put of uh, our friends over there at Freight Waves. And they were talking about um, the spot market and about how it's the lowest they've seen. A lot of experienced owner operators talking about how it's the worst that they've seen. Uh, even it's, it's essentially looking exactly the same way it did in April of 2020 when the entire country was on lockdown as well as a lot of parts of China. So I, I saw that video and it got me thinking about, okay, I need to, you know, I need to start talking more about this sort of stuff, the owner operator side of things. I, I know I I mentioned it on episodes. I go into it a little bit on Instagram about my day to day, but this needs to be out there, especially on the podcasting world and on YouTube. And reason being is because there's still a lot of misinformation, disinformation, a lot of pieces of shit uh, who come on to these platforms and try to still pimp trucking as this uh, get rich quick scheme. And they're putting out bad information or they're putting out information where they where it's it's anecdotal from what they did three to five years ago or 10, 20 years ago. They're saying if you don't do it this way, you're doing it the wrong way. But yet they're speaking about it from the lens of somebody maybe in 2012, as opposed to somebody who either got started a year ago, like I did, or right now in 2023. And I figured what better time than now, seeing as it as it has been a year since I uh, got my own truck. And as I talked about, and as I mentioned, I didn't get my truck at the right time, so to speak. A lot of people bought trucks in, you know, they got lucky and got into it in 2019, uh, or they saw what was to come uh, when COVID did first hit, you know, spring 2020. And there was this all of a sudden COVID boom. And it was a COVID boom that lasted Virtually up until I did get my truck in April of 2022. And by boom, I'm talking about something that is uh, that was unprecedented in the industry. Uh, trucking is very volatile market. It has its ups and downs. Um, like a lot of other businesses out there, you know, some businesses are seasonal, you know, they, and people and businesses adjust for that accordingly normally. And the ones who don't fail. Trucking is no different in that you will have guys who see the amount of money a truck pulls in. And let's be honest, and I'll be upfront and I'll say the number as it is. No matter how you dial it up, dial it up the potential of a semi-truck, uh, whether you are leased onto a carrier, have your own DOT, whatever you're pulling, just know that for the most part, a semi-truck pulling drive van freight is capable of grossing revenues up to $250,000 um, or anywhere from 200 to 250 could speculate. Every situation is different. Some trucks are cheaper than others. Some trucks move less than others. But I'm just in the grand scheme of things, when people look and you go on YouTube and you look at information, people see truck and they see a quarter million dollars of money coming in. And what people think is they, they think it's a huge payday, not realizing, realizing the expenses or a lot of the insurances and taxes and fees and fuel and paying yourself and a whole and maintenance that a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into it. And that's why a lot of people overall will end up failing in the trucking industry is not seeing the cost of what it is to do business because at the end of the day no matter how you view the truck it is still a business and we're and we're going to get into that more because it has to do with information that's flowing in this tiktok video that i had shared 
But I figured, let's recap my experience over the past year. Let's make it very quick. When I got my truck from TLG Peterbilt in Fort Smith, Arkansas, shout out, great dealership. Uh, Tim up there, hope you're still up there. Hope you're listening to this. Uh, does very good job. Very knowledgeable sales staff, very knowledgeable service department. Uh, if you're passing through Fort Smith on I-40 and you know you, you need help or you're looking for a decent Peterbilt dealership, haven't had a bad experience with them. So I got my truck from there and my initial setup uh, and I mentioned this, you know, when I had first gotten the truck is there's two ways to make money when you purchase your own semi truck. You either uh, get your own DOT and MC number or what's called getting your own authority, which is your own operating authority to legally haul freight throughout the United States. And in that sense, you are your own carrier. And when you're your own carrier, it is you as a carrier who's making contracts with brokers. So it would be, you know, J&J's trucking or Lombard trucking. Uh, you know, as the MC dealing with the brokers and making money that way or making contracts with direct shippers, what have you. Now, given the state of the economy and how inflation was ramping up and the price of things were going up at the time, we just got the truck. When Jay and I wanted to go into business, we made a goal at the beginning of 2022. We were getting older. Let's start. Let's start. He said, are you ready to be an owner operator? Could you do it? I said, absolutely. So we just started making the moves into it. And the first thing to do to get started was to get the truck. And this is just a business perspective from just any business you're looking at. When it comes to starting a business, just start. Register the LLC and that gets the gears turning. You need to do that. Uh, you're never going to, you know, you can't start a business unless you start something. You need to start, you need to start at it. That's, that's, that's 101. So if you're interested in it, no matter what you want to do, whether it's get a truck or what have you, just go all in. You got to make these decisions, take those risks. So that, that's what we did. And we did everything we could to make sure that we can get the truck, getting a trailer, all that stuff, that, that didn't matter. That, that would, We would have figured that out as time went on. So we ended up finding the truck and we did toss around the idea of getting the authority right away. Uh, and then, but I started to do more research. I was talking to more drivers and where you can do all right and where people did do okay running power only out of where I am, if I lived in Dallas, it might have been a little bit easier, but being where I was, it wasn't the best. It didn't make the most sense. Uh, it would have, you know, it, the the deadhead and the loadouts didn't didn't. It didn't look too great from my perspective. The money coming in wouldn't have been worth the amount of work you're putting in it. I'd have been working harder, not smarter, in a way, because the decision we ended up making was to lease on with a carrier that I was a company driver for. I was a company driver for a small carrier out of Northwest Arkansas. R&R Solutions, still love them, great company, uh, phenomenal people to work with. I will never, ever speak poorly of them or the staff up there. They're awesome people, uh, it, especially because once they, when I quit, and this is how you know they're, they're a good company. When I put in my two weeks notice and I told them that I was getting my own truck, what's the first thing that they did? They offered me an opportunity. You know, most employers, most companies, you quit. They don't get, you know, some of them will say, ah, I salute, you know, see you later. Good luck. You know, if anything happens, you can always come back, you know, that always thing, which is always great. You know, it's good to know that an employer liked you enough and appreciated you to, even though you're leaving, they'll invite you back. But how about they offer you an opportunity? You know, they say, Hey, we like you. You're a good guy, smart dude, good driver. You know, we used to have owner operators before they had shitty equipment that was fucking up our CSA score. You're getting a newer truck. You know, let's, you know, let's, we'd love to help you get started and like learn the game, learn the ropes. Awesome. So that was my setup with them. My setup was 
we had a contract where we split the gross uh, the the gross payment of the load 80-20. So I would get 80%, they got 20%. They let me use their trailers for free. I paid no trailer rental. And then I had a weekly insurance deduction. I'd have to go back and look at the Excel spreadsheet, but it was about $180 of like physical damage and other ancillary insurances and like little deductions for the e-log and and shit like that so the the weekly deductions weren't that much it was a good setup uh for a contractor and honestly if that was my setup uh from you know june of 2020 and i was able to ride that for two years i i would have actually made a, a an absolute ridiculous amount of money um but that's the nature of choosing to get in a business at the worst possible time. But so that's how I ran. And that's how I ran all of, you know, 2022 from April until December. I just ran off the spot market using load boards like Truck Smarter. I talk about them all the time because they have been the most easy and transparent and, and the usability of the app is the best one out there. Also, what's great about Truck Smarter is we have weekly Discord calls with their development team, with their staff, and with other owner-operators. So there was a huge networking aspect to using that load board because I learned a lot of game from these guys who are doing the same thing as me. Um, so it was great. But I ran off load boards. I met brokers. I made connections. I learned lanes, uh, learned what was worth what, where you should and should not go. The experience is, was invaluable that I got. Now, uh, moving towards the end of the year, uh, I remember talking to friends and our speculation was it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Holiday season, holiday season will kick up. It's going to kick up. Just make it to November. Every month it was like, just make it to this month. Just make it. Fuel's going to come down. Fuel's going to come down and the rates will teeter back up. It's going to swing around because that's how it normally it should go. And it kind of did. I wrote, I was able to ride pretty decently uh, into the holiday season. But at that point, you know, I want to say in October, I knew that the, the writing was on the wall because if, if I could, you know, if, and I'm not saying that I'm some fucking Nostradamus just, but just from how I was seeing it, I was just thinking, well, shit after Christmas, what the fuck else is there going to be? Like what freight is possibly going to be moving any more than it did, you know, pre holiday season. And now generally speaking, you know, post Christmas is the slowest of the year. Anyways, January, February, especially on like even the flatbed side, which is a more lucrative side of freight because, you know, the uh, flatbed stuff, not a lot of that equipment and shit. They like to move during like inclement weather seasons. Regardless, end of the day, I knew the spot market was all going to fucking absolutely self-destruct by the end of 2022. I was, you know, I was in the market for other carriers and I have a good friend of mine, my friend Ben. He works over at Warren Transport. I had seen him, and he does drive van over with Warren Transport. And he was very open and honest with me, would show me his settlements, his statements, the money he had coming in. Um, so right off the bat, you know, he's not a recruiter or, or anything like that. He's just a, a friend that we cross paths with on the fucking internet. And he's showing me what money he fucking makes and what his deductions were, everything. He shows me that type of money. I run the numbers with Jay. We figured it out, and I could tell you the money we would have coming in from Warren just could not compare to what I was bringing in, um, you know, by running off the spot market. By compare, I mean it was insurmountably better if I had come over with Warren. And that's just on the drive-in side. On the flatbed and specialized side, there's a little bit even more money with that. So it's just it was a no-brainer. I knew that at the beginning of the year I was going to jump over to Warren Transport. 
And that's exactly what I did. First week of January, right after I got back home, right after New Year's Eve, I took my truck up to Waterloo, uh, Iowa, and started orientation with Warren Transport. And I can tell you, uh, when it came, came to orientation, I was blown away. Um, you know, I know people who drive under Landstar. I know people who drive under Mercer. They've never really said anything bad, but uh, I, I, I'm not blowing smoke. When I was up at orientation for Warren Transport, I was the hospitality was just great. The instructor there, the guy who, who brings you in and, and, and teaches you, you know, the classes on how to be a contractor for Warren. His name's Phil. One of the most professional guys, you know, I've ever dealt with late. The best part was how he laid it out, uh, laid out how Warren wants to work with you. And it's the first time I had ever heard it in the trucking industry. But being a contractor or at least on owner operator with Warren Transport is not just some fly by night, you know, thing. This this is a they define it and look at it as a business partnership. And that's exactly what it has been from the start. It's a business partnership. Their finance department backs you the fuck up. So like depending on how many loads I'm able to get in a week or how it works, because I have weekly deductions with them for, um, you know, I have physical damage on my truck th through them at a, at a good rate. Uh, I pay a little bit for the e-log. You know, there's a few, you know, you have your few weekly deductions. Now say I take off for a week. They don't just debit your, your account. Some carriers will do that. You know, just debit your account. They just pick it up and they just, you know, prorate or reassess it for once the revenue starts coming back in. So the finance department has your back. They have all these, they, they have a good backing for the contractors. Like, so that's the thing where you're not just left high and dry. They need you to win. Reason being, Warren is a company that only has contractors. They do not have company drivers. So they have a system. Their entire system is set up for contractors to be profitable because if you're not profitable then why the fuck are you going to drive there you could just sell your truck and go be a company driver somewhere else you can go drive you can go be a company guy with ats one, you know one of their partner companies so like what's the point like if you like they would have no trucks if guys weren't doing well succeeding there you also have the option to like if i buy a second truck right now i can bring that truck on with warren and hire a driver and pay a driver in it so they'll let you grow a fleet right there so things have been great with Warren. They they also let me come over into the flatbed division and they taught me securement, you know, tie downs, how to do this type of job, moving uh, oversized, over-dimensional equipment. You know, so here's the thing. I, I talked to the VP of their specialized division and I lobbied my case onto why I want to take my business this direction. This is my way of trying to grow and try to differentiate as somebody in the trucking industry. He took that very seriously. He gave me a great opportunity. He said, okay, we're going to make it work. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it, if it does, then, then good. We're, gl we're glad to have you. So they took a risk on me, somebody who never did any flatbed, never put an oversized banner on their truck. They took the risk on me. Now I will say a lot of the reason why they do that is because they brought my own truck. Warren does offer a lease purchase program. I'm not getting into details about it. I have friends who do it. They're doing very well. I, I'm not an expert on it. I don't recommend leasing trucks. Uh, I mean, so for some people, it, it works by leasing trucks. I mean, leasing it from a company. For some people, it works. That's a different story. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about it from the business perspective of owning your own truck because there's a lot of shit I got into on TikTok in this video. And there's a reason why this information needs to be out there because it's a reality and it's the truth. And I don't like to come on here and say I know everything, but I'm relaying what I've learned and what I don't think is a good idea given the current climate. But okay, moving on.
So they took a risk on me. Never put oversized banners on my truck ever once. First load I did for them went out to the port of Baltimore. I'd never been to a fucking port either. So it's my first time going out there. And I took an, uh, a 911 wide, you know, John Deere tractor with a set of duels out to the port of Baltimore. So it wasn't even my first fucking flatbed load. Wasn't with a regular skateboard, like a regular flatbed. Wasn't even with a step peg. It was a, with a motherfucking RGN. It was fucking big leagues right away. And hey, I love learning that way. That's the Marine in me. Fucking trial by fire. Love that shit. And you want to know what? I was I was out there loading that tractor for, it took me over a fucking hour. I'll be perfectly honest with you. And I was in my jeans. It was snowing out in Iowa. And I was like, you know, and I was like fucking getting angry at myself. I had to make like two phone calls. I just wanted to make sure I got it right. You know, I didn't, because the last thing I ever want is that tractor fucking dumping off on the side of I-70. And then here I am, you know, a fucking, ha- you know, half a million dollar piece of equipment is fucking, you know, splattered all over the highway. And here I am looking like a fucking dickhead, but it went off good. So that's the thing. They took the risk on me. And Hey, since I've been with Warren, things have been good. Like my options of where to go with freight, I'm still picking where I go for the most part. I just recently, um, at time of recording, I'm at home and I'm able to sit on a load for the weekend uh, because it's going to North Carolina. I turned down going to, you know, I had a couple options. One of them was going to New York up like way upstate to like a, an hour and a half north of Syracuse. Hell no. The thing, and you know, on, on other sides of things, sometimes if we're on in the spot market, you know, running the spot market, sometimes you don't have the choice. Sometimes you got to chase that dollar amount. You're at the will of the market, especially with, with driving still are on this side of things when you're not running off spot, but um, you know, because there's places you don't want to go. So that way you can get out, but all in all things with Warren have been great because they don't have the spot market. And I want to say that. So Warren has contracts with direct customers. Like there's no, they don't have a broker between them and John Deere. Warren has a contract with John Deere. Warren has contracts with Caterpillar. Warren has contracts with companies. And they are able to get better paying freight from these companies because Warren has what's called capacity. So Warren has X number of trucks. So they could go to Deere and say, hey, we have this many trucks. What do you have? And Deere says, well, we have this many loads. Can you do these 10 loads? And then Warren will look at them. And if they take them, they get them for a certain rate. Here's the thing with the spot market. And there's many of you who are listening. You you do know this. This is for people who don't. Is the best loads don't even hit the fucking load board. So if you have built your business off strictly running off the spot market, whether you're leased on or have your own DOT, it's just, it's unrealistic. And it maybe it there was a point to where this was more feasible and you had those better. Uh, and like it was, it was especially because inflation wasn't as bad and the fuel prices weren't as high. So running off the, and the price of equipment also wasn't horrible because you got to imagine like you could have in 2015, you could have gotten a fucking very decent truck from anywhere from 30 to 50 grand, which in, in, in reality is as much as a car in a lot of ways. So you can get a halfway decent truck for that much. You could get a used trailer for 15,000. So for minimal startup costs, you could have ran up the spot freight. Like I said, this is stuff I've read, researched, and seen from talking to drivers from shit from 10 fucking years ago. Now, we're talking 2023. The spot market doesn't see that good paying of freight. The best loads aren't hitting the boards. 
because put it this way, say, say I'm a broker, not even a shipper. Say I, I'm not John Deere. Say I'm a broker. I, I work for a, you know, a large brokerage, CH Robinson, whatever. And I've got a shipper who's got 10 loads. Uh, or for example, say they have 25. So they have 25 loads they're moving, whatever they may be. I'm going to take those 25 loads. I want them sold as fast as possible, obviously. And I want them to go to very good carriers, good, well-vested you know, vested carriers where you know their capacity, you know how many trucks, they have a good CSA score, et cetera. You, you, and, but the thing is, you know, to get those carriers, they need to be at better rates. Because if you want, it's just like anything else. You want to be cheap, you're going to get cheap shit. Some brokers, when you go to bottom rate carriers, guess what? That freight may not make it there. You know that, And that's a whole different fucking conversation. And we'll be sure to talk about that, you know, a, a lot over the course of, you know, the, 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 you know, this whole podcast series. But so like when I'm a broker and I'm getting access to load, I'm going to certain carriers first with that, with the loads. What I cannot sell to those carriers, I am then putting them on the board at a lower rate. So that's just like kind of a little bit of econ 101 for the, the the price of freight and why it's different from the spot market there. So Warren doesn't have that problem. We don't have that problem. The only time Warren's going to hit the board is if they take us out of their um, kind of out of their zone, out of their market. So if I go west to 35, if I take a load out to Idaho or if I take a load out to Washington or if I take a load to Oregon or a California load, they so Warren has a shit ton of customers. And their customers send stuff out that way. But when it comes to getting back, there's nothing really coming back. Then that's well, they'll start hitting the boards and hit the brokers and they'll do it, get back. Same thing if you're a new carrier. If you're a new carrier, you know, or you are an MC, you kind of only want to be using the board to get yourself out of Dodge or to get home, so to speak. That's just, you know, that that's what a lot of guys had told me. Now, okay, so that brings you up to speed with how things are going, Warren. There's this, there's a there's obviously and you know, I say I, I say this all the time, you know, don't get on TikTok. If you don't have it, just, you know, you might as well keep it off your phone because, you know, we all know it's ripping society apart. But as I've said before, time and time again, it is a, quite the meeting place and resourceful area for drivers. Now, there's just a lot of guys on there who will constantly give off this notion as if they're know-it-alls. And they, they essentially, they will shit talk guys who are who do what I do, who are leased on to a carrier, which when I was told when I got a truck that this was basically the linear way of trying to grow a business. You get the truck, lease on with a carrier, get your money up, then eventually get the insurance policy to get your own authority. Because when it comes to getting your authority, it's not it's not just a matter of getting these numbers. There's a lot of things you got to do. You got to get a big insurance policy for cargo and liability. It's a million dollar policy. You know, for a first time authority, it could be two thousand dollars a month. Then if you don't have a trailer, you're running power only. Power only is where you're only using the truck and moving other people's trailers. It doesn't pay that great. Trailers now are very expensive, brand new trailers. So you're talking about adding a monthly payment of possibly $800 to $1,200 a month um, in, in another fixed cost, adding to your fucking overhead. So you've just added, you know, just alone, if you buy a trailer and activate your authority, you've just added thirty, possibly $3,200 a month extra in your overhead. Which is pretty fucking wild. So that and that could be that's almost, you know, if you have if you are over the road for three and a half weeks out of a month, you know, that's that's that could, that's almost virtually a week you're working for free just for insurance in your trailer. 
you know, in a lot of ways, depending on where you're running, how you chat. That's ha- you know, ha- half a week. Could be five days of work right there. Free, automatically. Before you've even gotten into your truck payment or any other payments like that. So that's another thing. Anyways, like I was saying, there are guys who will be like, oh, you're a fake owner-operator if you lease on. You're not real. You're not doing it. You're a glorified company driver. And here's the thing. I said it in this TikTok video, owning it. And I said it just a few minutes ago, owning a truck is owning a fucking business. What kind of business owner would I be if I just fucking Apple watch? What kind of business owner would I be where, because user two, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whatever the fuck on TikTok said, I'm a fake. You want to know what? He said, I'm a fake owner operator. I'm going to add possibly $5,000 to my overhead and go into a market where I have no customers. I don't have brokers who can keep me running. I don't have any contracts with direct shippers. I don't, I don't know certain lanes. I'm newer to flatbed. I should add a shit ton of money to my overhead just because he said, I'm not, I'm not a real owner operator. Another funny thing they like to say is that you're building somebody else's dream by leasing onto a carrier. I don't even know what the fuck that means because when I, because I get paid within 24 hours after completing a load, and I know the exact money that's coming into my account, and the money's hitting the bank. If that's net to the fucking bank account, that's not net going to other different places. And there's all these other people I got to pay. What hits my bank account comes to the fucking business, and we can do that, and we use that in any way possible. Part of it, you know, and that part of it obviously pays driver salary, so it pays me as well. But that's another thing. He says you're paying for somebody else's dream. Let me tell you something about fucking having your own authority. And look, I'm not against this. I would like to be a carrier soon. That is the direction I want to take this wherever I go, whether I become a local flatbed company or I'm, um, I get into fluids, what have you be like being able to grow a small business is what I want to do. Like that's, that's all about what I'm trying to do with, with Lombard trucking. You know, the original Lombard was a, you know, it started off as a small business, a regional carrier. This is it. Something where guys, it was a business where guys were home every night. These were good jobs for people. I want, and I've said this before, I want to be able to grow a business to where I can fucking give people jobs. So, but he talks that I'm building somebody else's dream. If I got my own authority now, when you have your own authority, let me tell you about something called factoring. And we talked about it a couple episodes ago with Dom Tulo, uh, uh, who works for Truck Coin Swap, the uh, you know cryptocurrency on the Ethereum network that. We're going to boost up because that is going to put an end to factoring. Uh, so to reiterate again, factoring is essentially a fucking payday loan scam that virtually only exists in this industry um, where, say, for example, I book a load and I'm a carrier and that load's going to pay $1,000. When I when you complete that load, so the, and I, you get it through a broker. Now, brokers, the way it's normally set up with brokerages, they don't have to pay you for net net 30, sometimes net 60, sometimes net 90 days, you don't get paid for what you just did on that load. And a lot of that has to do with it being uh, a lot, a lot of this industry. It's funny, all this tech keeps trying to come in this industry, but they keep the archaic shit around to fuck over truckers and the carriers. Funny how that works. Because the reason why it's like that is because back in the fucking 80s and 90s, when, you know, you would just uh, an owner operator would have his BOLs for the week. He would mail them in on a Friday. They would get to a place on Monday. And by the time they were done, you know, the billing took that long because they were mailing in these BOLs for the deliveries. Well, they've just kept on doing that and haven't updated it, even though 
these brokerages want to track you via macro point, want to track you on an app they force you to download on your phone. They need those bills fucking transferred up right away, sent up, emailed. Uh, and you want detention. They need copies of your fucking e-log. So the broker wants all this shit. But meanwhile, they got 30 days to pay you. But guess what? When you're done with that load, you're under the fucking next one. You got fucking fuel to pay for. So you want to know what these places, these factoring companies came out of fucking nowhere. And essentially what these factoring companies do is for anywhere from one and a half to three, sometimes 4% gross of your load. So they take part of that, part of the load to give you your money. You're paying money to get your money and what they do. And the percentages that they are on a yearly basis, you know, you're, you're essentially, you're losing money. At the end of the day, you're giving your money away. And with the percentages that they're at, they're percentages that are, in a way, it's almost higher than, like when you do it on a yearly scale, it's just like, it's worse than a credit card. And this is stuff, when it comes to freight delivery, it's at no risk. There's no risk in freight delivery. You know, thousands and thousands of loads are delivered safely and easily every day. There's no, no matter what, even if your truck's breaks, per, truck breaks down, that load is still going to get by, delivered because it's going to go back on the board and that trailer will get repowered. Somehow that load will get delivered. So the, the freight being delivered comes at almost no risk. And these factoring companies are just robbing carriers blind. So when this fucking, so when fucking dickhole on TikTok says that I'm, I'm, I'm paying for, you know, I'm a, uh, uh, making money for somebody else's dream. He's paying somebody to get his own money. Every fucking load, he's paying somebody for getting their own money. And these factoring companies lock you into contracts to do it. That's number one uh, on, on the scale of things. That's fucking number one is the factoring. And then what he's dealing with, with brokers, having to negotiate um, the insurance companies. Like if you, like, what you pay in insurance on these trucks, there's so much in insurance you're fucking just giving away at all the times. There, you know, All I'm trying to say is in 2023, people need to not be giving that type of advice out he, where he's trying to tell me because, look, me, I'm smart. I don't give a fuck what that fucking cocksucker says on TikTok. I know what I'm doing. I know how to fucking run a business. I know how to keep my head above water. All I do is talk about this, talk about this content. And unlike people like that on TikTok, I keep my fucking mind open. I'm a sponge to any new information that comes my way. Unfortunately, I have to play fucking, you know, dishwasher and get some of the bad information out. But, you know, it, you sometimes it's, it's trial by fire. Honestly, if I didn't get the truck, I wouldn't know a lot of this bad information because I would have never gone down these roads. But here's the thing. You have guys who are trying to tell me you're paying for another person's dream. They're also trying to say they're trying to give it from the advice and from the opinion. And there's nothing wrong with experience. Like I said, I've only been at this three years. And, you know, there are guys out here who have been out here for 20, 25 years. Respect, salute. I, I know you have a wealth of knowledge. I love picking these guys' brains. You know, uh, there's another guy on TikTok I'm friends with, Gary, owner-operator. I think his name's Gary. He's been trucking 40 years. He's funny as shit. I love this guy. He's so fucking experienced. Really, really good dude. But he's not dishing me that type of fucking info, too. He's not talking shit. He doesn't talk shit to me. But if you are going to give advice on whether or not you should lease on or being a carrier, you cannot give it from the perspective of somebody from 2015 or 2012 or 1998. Because, like, the guys will be in the comments. They'll be like, well, I have my business set up. I work with direct shippers, and I have rates set up with them. Awesome. You've been doing this a while. So you have already a business. 
but you're going to tell me now, guy who bought a truck a year ago, I need to do what you do. How would you do it? Okay, don't just tell me that this is what you did. How would you do it in 2023? Oh, the market's bad. Oh, this. Oh, you can't. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. No matter what, you get down on this road. I respect you. You did exactly what you should and could do on the right career path for your time period, and you are finding success. Good. Is that going to work in 2023? Probably not. If I was to get my authority now, I have one truck. I don't have a trailer. Trailers are still, the prices of them are still high and financing is out of the question now because of the Fed raising interest rates. The interest rates, if I finance something, you're looking at, I am not going to have a double digit interest rate on a trailer. I even had one guy come back to me on that, on the comments say, but you still have another asset, a depreciating asset at that, that you're still financing with a double digit interest rate. If I have boatloads of money, it's a different story. But this is just a smart decision. Look, I could be wrong. Maybe having the asset is the better business decision. But I'm talking about it from my point of view with what the current money is coming in net to my bank account. It's not worth the risk. What I'm better off doing is continuing to learn, riding the game, figuring the lanes, talking to people, making episodes like this, putting them on YouTube, having conversations with other drivers and people in this industry. Why am I going to go out there and take risks because people are trying to put this message out there? It's a pride thing. And I know that there's a lot of you listening who might be in agreement with this, and I, I can appreciate it. But this is also going on YouTube, and this is a lot of who it's for because there's a lot of people on YouTube who really try to push certain narratives and messages down people's throat. My friends over at Freight Waves, we talked about this guy in a video earlier, calls himself G-Face. He's this dude out in Los Angeles, Armenian guy who made a video where he has a gold money counter on his table and he's counting cash. And he's bragging about how the money he's made has all legal money. He doesn't make illegal no money more. He learned that the hard way. This is legal money he got from trucking. And he's giving out this information to guys about how they should get their authority started. And he, long story short, what he does is he eventually admits that he's double brokering loads, which is illegal. And that, and then on top of it, he's selling a $1,500 course that he'll put you on. This is the type of treacherous stuff that's going on. We live in an industry that is going through a recession, possibly the worst that's ever happened. And we have people out there, content creators, fucking TikTokers, YouTubers, you name it, who are still trying to, because that's the thing. They don't know me. They don't know that I don't give a fuck about their garbage opinions. But they're going out there and they're going on other guys' videos telling them that they're making the bad decision and they're not a real business owner and they're not this, this, and that. Other people might take it a certain way and they may end up making the wrong decision. And what I don't want to see, because here's the thing with this industry, is what I hate, look, we have enough problems. We talk about it all on the show with the turnover. But one thing that we do not need is people who like to be in this industry, people who are putting the fucking country on their back for this industry, leave. So somebody who put an investment in themselves, somebody who put an investment into a truck, somebody who went who went all in on this industry, I don't want to see them lose because they felt pressured or they got a certain level of information from other people on the internet that says that they're doing the wrong thing. The only here's how you know you're doing the wrong thing <laughs> is if you don't get a paycheck. 
you know, for some weeks you don't make any money as an owner operator. Like if you're down or you, we, you, that happens. That's it's cost of business. That's any business. But it, this is you can't pay for an oil change. You uh, are, you know, you you'll know if you're doing the wrong thing. If your truck is rolling and you're able to move freight and you have an LLC set up and you operate that truck and there's money coming in, you are on the right path. Learn it as it comes. Like I said, every day, you have to take every single day is a new day. Every single day is a new challenge in trucking. If you want to succeed in trucking, if you do want to have a carrier authority, you want to go that route, you want to grow, you have to be learning every day. Not going out there because what's what sucks the most is even the is it's not the experienced guys who talk from the perspective of their opinion, you know, because they have a bias. So it is hard. I, I can kind of almost understand it. They figured it out how it works. So they don't really remember or maybe not have the right memory of like the, that struggle. And they can't kind of art articulate what the struggle would be like in 2023 so that's why they're trying to dish the information where it's just if you work hard enough you could get it unfortunately there are guys working just that hard and it's not working i know a gentleman who came over to warren transport he's one of the reasons why i'm here too a guy i spoke to he owns a very nice shiny red peterbilt 379 fucking long nose cherry apple red fucking chrome stacks things sexy as a motherfucker he had a small carrier own authority he uh had a reefer uh, trailer. He was running Texas beef up to New England and then bringing fresh seafood back down south. He had negotiated contracted rates with customers. He had a really good business set up. He had a couple guys, he had a couple actually owner operators leased under him. It, it, those guys were making good money. Everybody was doing good. Last summer, fuel went up, inflation was going up. All of his customers in the contracts he had uh, said, Hey, we, we have to lower rates. Uh, you know, we're really sorry, but can you stay with us? He, he let it he had to let some of the owner operators go because he couldn't have have afforded the insurance to keep him on and then it was down to just him and then he learned that it wasn't going to work he had it set up he's been trucking for decades he had the right setup he, he listened to one, one of these guys guess what that shit fucking happens now he's over at Warren transport and he's doing pretty well so not every situation is different trucking is not one size fits all happen for everybody if something is working for you if you're a carrier you got customers if business is good then it's good you know don't come on here and be like hey fuck you like if you're good then you're good man help other people helping other people isn't saying hey just do exactly what i do okay hey man what would you do in 2023 if you're me oh well i don't know the economy's tough that's what i'm talking about help people help them win don't just fucking look down on them or call them a piece of shit or a phony or a fraud or whatever the fuck out there you're doing um, but the worst people aren't the old school guys who just, you know, have, may have been more fortunate. It's the people who did get in in 2020, 2019, 2020. It's people who did get in then. And they, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, fixed bayonets. They grew platforms. They grew YouTube channels. They grew podcasts. They made content. They did a whole lot of stuff where they laid it out there on how you can make money and do this and XYZ as a truck driver. And they put all this information out there and now they're fucking gone. They got into it because they saw the dollar signs. These people, we call them in our, in you know, our lost freight discord. These are YouTube frauds. A lot of the fucking, and I've said this actually multiple times, a lot of the wrong people got in at the right time in this industry. They came in, they saw a lot of fucking money hit them in the face. And then all of a sudden when the going got tough, 
they fucking split and they offered nothing. They offered no recourse, nothing about it, no excuses. They went on and did other things. They took their money. They took money from their fucking subscribers. They took all this money. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a flying fuck. Here's another. I want to reiterate this because I said it at the beginning of the year. I said it on my mats. It said similar stuff to my mats recap. I didn't get into fucking trucking for the money. I didn't see the, the quarter million dollars that a truck makes and say, oh, that's going to be me. I'm going to bring that money in. The number one reason why I got into trucking, why I got back into trucking was for was for legacy and honor. Legacy and honor is what got me here because there is no me in trucking without my family. If if my if you know if my grandfather, God rest his soul, Nikki, and his grandfather, if they weren't, if they didn't have the original Lombard, if they weren't shit, even if they were drivers and there was no Lombard, if there was no Lombard that came before me, I'm not fucking here. I'm not fucking driving. Because what's the what's the point? It would ha- it has nothing to do with me. There, there was no brand. There was no brand there. There was no. That's the thing. I'm here because of history, because it was something that existed in the past that is not around anymore. That I don't agree with. That shouldn't be around anymore. It should be the hundredth anniversary of Lombard Trucking or Lombard Brothers Incorporated this year. It's not. Unfortunately, the powers that be, pieces of shit, and the government and other bullshit in the industry made sure that. The, the unity and the collective voice that trucking did once have, they made sure that that power went away. And with that, Lombard went with it. So I'm here to try to bring that back. I'm here to try to regrow that company. I'm here to build my dream. I'm currently building my dream now. I'm building it every fucking day. So for anybody out there, the commenters, the negative people, that's why I'm here. I just want to reiterate that again. I'm here for fucking honor and legacy because I take motherfucking pride in this business. I take motherfucking pride in what I do that I wait when I wake up every day and I fucking put that seatbelt on and I strap down that load or I'm fucking tighten those chains that I feel fucking I don't give a fuck about the money. I don't care about getting paid. I care that I'm in fucking Waterloo, Iowa, and I'm tracking that strapping down a fucking tractor that's going to a farmer somewhere in the Midwest who's growing food that's going to feed America. That's 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 what my energy is in this fucking honor. That's the pride I have. And the thing is, I also want to leave a legacy behind. I don't want to come up in here and, should, you know, fucking tell you all this about trucking, how you could put it. I will help anyone who comes my way. I'm making content just to just to help people. And you can go back to episode one. I'm here to tell my story because other people's stories helped me. The stories that didn't help me were the fucking YouTubers that came on here and, and made videos like how I went from one truck to $1 million or how I went from one truck to five trucks in three months. I know exactly how the fuck you got to five trucks in three months. It's because you rode a fucking nice wave on that market. Where the fuck are those five trucks now? That's what I want to say because I know exactly where the fuck they are. They're at a dealership or somebody else is buying them for some inflated price that you were able to sell it for. But that's it. That's all I got for you guys. I just really, I really wanted to get that out there. I appreciate you once again for listening. Uh, I got a lot of great interviews lined up. We got episode 69 coming up. So stay tuned for that. Hey, ways to support the show. By the way, if you do want to help me out, support me at all, is to help out my friends uh, who have supported me. One of them being my guys over at Big Rig Coffee Company. Uh, I met them at the Mid-America Trucking Show. Uh, I had one of their owners and founders Gabriel Massey on the show to talk about what they're doing. They are veteran owned, op, veteran owned and operated companies such as myself. 
and they make fucking stand-up good coffee. This is not an ad. I'm just speaking freely on here because these guys are good friends of mine. They did give me a promo code to use. So if you go to their website, you can use Lumbar Trucking at checkout for a discount. Um, but I made it a point to where um, as this show starts to get into more ears, I need to give my credit where it's due to a lot of the people who've been supporting me and helping me. That's why you've been hearing me mention my friend Reed over at Lost Freight. Please uh, reach out, join our Discord. If you're in the freight or logistics industry, you are a farmer, you are a truck driver, you work in a warehouse, you are a broker. If you are a link in the chain, as they say, come join us because we're just trying to grow this network of keeping this kind of conversation going. Exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly what Gord talks about on his podcast, Voice of Gord. Um, we're trying to keep this conversation going because it's relevant. Because overall, at the end of the day, the mission stays the same. I'm fighting for this industry. I want it to improve. It deserves to be the type of career that it was for Lombard employees of the past. It should be something you could do for 30 years and be proud of. It shouldn't be the race to the bottom that it became because of fucking succulent douchebags in government and in big fucking industries. It should be something that, you know, that makes people feel as fucking frothed up as I do. So come on in, join the Discord. Um, as always, thank you once again for listening. And at the end of the day, if you ever want to talk, I'll be here.